Hi! Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we get a bit of a briar preview with Jason Gunlickson, who is the skip of Team Wildcard 3. The tournament getting underway Friday in Lethbridge, and we'll talk to Daniel Thiessen of the Westman men's volleyball team as their postseason begins Thursday at home against the Bisons. We'll get you all caught up on the podcast. The Briar begins Friday. 7.30 p.m. is the opening draw and one of the many skips that will be taking part in the tournament. There are 18 teams and skipping wildcard three and his first game is Saturday afternoon is Jason Gunlickson of right here in Manitoba. He joins us now. Jason, how are you doing tonight? Fantastic. And where are you joining us from? Are you out in Lethbridge yet, or are you still here in Manitoba? Yeah, we're in Calgary doing some training uh, um, at the Glencoe Curling Club in Calgary, and then uh, tomorrow morning we're off to Lethbridge. How long a drive is that? Like two and a half hours, I'm told, by the navigator. Okay. There you go. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Okay. So uh, this this how different has this year's lead up to the Briar been to last year and I guess the year before it's been three very different years for you going to this tournament hasn't it yeah it's pretty crazy to uh you know to have played in three Briars that are going to be three completely different experiences um you know like the the ones two ago was I don't know call it normal the old normal at least and it was uh you know so much excitement uh, coming off of winning provincials and, you know, all, all of the things that kind of went along with that. And then last year to just kind of sit and wait and then go in the bubble was totally different. I think this one's going to be a lot more fun, uh, you know, with, with much more of a, not normal, but more, more like how it used to be, uh, you know, with fans in the stands and things like that. How do you feel about the way you qualified for this tournament this year? I mean, it was definitely unique for sure, but um, <clears throat> I'm always, you know, and, and our team's always really proud of, uh, you know, the effort it takes to get a high ranking and, and, and you know, win wildcard opportunities. I mean, it's definitely, you know, not as fun as winning your province, but, uh, you know, it's almost, instead of being good on a weekend, it's, it's being good, you know, over, you know, six, seven, eight months, which is kind of, you know, a different... Uh, a goal to shoot for, but a, a good goal for our team. And how do you uh, categorize what happened at the Viterra Championship in Selkirk a few weeks ago? What happened there? Yeah, we didn't play very well at all. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good teams in Manitoba that'll make you pay when you, you know, make some mistakes, and and we made you know too many of them. But we got an opportunity to kind of debrief that and a little bit of time to practice, and then we're kind of running a training camp here in Alberta and and hope to play a lot better in the. You know, in a situation that we're pretty comfortable in playing in arena with, you know, <clears throat> fans and the TV lights and all of that, um, you know, we're, we're hoping that brings out the best of us this weekend. Was there a comfort knowing that even if you didn't win the province, you'd still get in as a wild card? It came right down to the wire. I mean, if Team Epping would have won instead of Team Howard in the Ontario playdowns, we would have been uh, on the outside looking in. So I don't think we really were sure of that. And right. it was definitely a weird uh Weird week, and you know we've, we're used to playing our Manitoba Provincials in arena, you know, on Sportsnet, and we were playing, you know, in a curling club in a very different environment, and we obviously didn't perform very well, but uh, excited to be the bar. So you're one of the wild card teams, and we always love the the wild card jackets. What color are you guys this week? 
well, we are bright. We are something bright. I don't know. It's some kind of orangey blue. We haven't quite seen it yet. We've seen the uh, the sketch, the renderings, but uh, it's going to be something a little uh, a little different than our normal uh, normal tour jackets. That's for sure. So, and it'll be interesting to see them in person. But they're uh, they're they're pretty bright, and uh, I think Wildcard Three and the women's have a similar color scheme, but definitely nothing like we've ever worn before. So, are you looking forward to wearing bright colors like that? <laughs> I'm not sure I am. I think maybe some of the guys are. We'll go with that. Okay. I'm just interested enough. in the curling. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, the curling's still the same regardless of of what you're wearing. So you start Saturday afternoon. You're taking on Northern Ontario's Brad Jacobs in the opening draw uh, to take on a, an Olympic gold medalist and a Briar champion in your first game. Would you rather get something like that out of the way in your first one, or would you rather have some time to get used to the ice first? I don't think we get a choice. I mean, the three briars, we started with Gushu the first time, we started with Botcher the second time, and we started with Jacobs the third time. And I'm pretty sure that so far the other two have won. So <laughs> hopefully we can beat Jacobs and uh, not have that happen again. But no, it's, you know, it's a really tough field, and that's part of the wild card additions. Is that there's just so many more good teams in both the Scotties and the Briar with them. So you're going to be playing mostly... Uh, you know, really, really good teams. So, I don't know. Just get after it, I guess. And you also got Gushu in your pool. You got Mike McEwen in your pool. It's, I mean, there's no, there's no easy games, right? There's going to be some teams like you've got Nunavut in your pool, but I'm sure you're not. You know, do you look at the pool and see all the teams you're going in and say, okay, we should probably be able to win these games, or do you just say, okay, just we're looking at this. The next game is the only game we're focusing on. I think very much the second point, and I mean, I think more and more now with with the wild cards, with the residency rules a little bit looser, some of the provinces that maybe historically haven't sent the, the top teams are sending better and better teams because, you know, they're adding one or two players, like a Grattan's adding a Darren Molding to their team. I mean, that's, you know, that, that's making that team stronger all the time, right? So I think it's more just one game at a time. And um, the pools are ranked, so they're pretty close all the time. Um, so really, it's just a matter of coming out and doing, you know, playing as well as you can and just winning as many games as possible in that first eight. Now, I noticed you, uh, your team was getting on the ice at the Granite on Saturday right as I was leaving. I, I tried to watch to, to gain some tips. I couldn't quite. What kind of technology are you using out there when you practice? You've got some kind of sensors. You've got an iPad out there. How much does technology help you practice and get ready? Yeah, we definitely use some, the, you know, using some speed trap there. It sounds like you were saying, and you know, we we definitely use some some lasers sometimes for for the line of delivery, and also we do train, you know, even more so in the summer, but a little bit um, in the winter as well out in Morris where they have some video cameras and things like that. So, you know, just slowly curling is is you know adopting and becoming more and more. I don't know. I wouldn't say high tech, but getting closer, and you know. Um, you know, we don't quite have the iPad on the bench like the Jets do yet, but we're we're moving in that direction at least. So you get to go to a Briar for a third straight year. Obviously, the methods have been have been different for sure the last three years, but it's got to be fun and it's got to be thrilling knowing that it's going to be, like you said, more normal this year than last year where I'm sure it wasn't easy to play in a bubble. No, I mean, I think that everybody was so grateful for the opportunity to play in that bubble year because everything else had been canceled. But I think the athletes by and large were like, 
we don't want to have to get used to this because it was really, really difficult. I think for almost like almost every athlete really struggled with, you know, being in that kind of environment. So uh, this will be a lot better. And, you know, we're definitely looking forward to that. How much do you feed off energy from a crowd? I think, I think a lot. I mean, I think it's just like, there's something special about, you know, making a great shot, hearing a roar, and even the even the flip side of like, you know, when it doesn't go well and there's a roar for the other team, like it's just such a you just you you feed off it. It's such a different feeling than you know when you're playing in a curling club, and yeah, if there's a few fans behind the glass, like you don't really notice them. Where when there's you know five thousand people going crazy, it's hard to miss them, right? So, no, it, it's very uh, very special. And like unlike a hockey or a, you know a basketball or a game where there's like a lot more motion and it's a little quicker like curling you really the way the fans interact with the curlers with the ebbs and flows of the emotion of a game is is really interesting and special and makes it way more fun as a player well jason i appreciate your time tonight thanks for this and best of luck this week have fun in those bright colors thanks so much you'll be hard to miss us that's for sure all right that is (laughs) jason gunlickson skip of team wild card three First game coming up Saturday afternoon, 2.30 p.m. from Lethbridge against Brad Jacobs. Let's talk university sports, shall we? Because it's exciting times in the Canada West Conference. The playoffs are here for multiple sports. The hockey playoffs began last weekend. This weekend, the start of postseason play in volleyball and basketball. Go through a lot of that in our next segment, but I wanted to start with the Westman men's volleyball team who tomorrow night opened their first round action against the Bisons at the Duckworth Center. The way the playoffs work is this. 12 teams broken into three pools of four based on divisional records. Round robins within each pool in the top two advance to the next weekend, where it's two pools of three to determine the final four. The Westman at 11-7 and seven, finished first in the East, so they get the second place team in the Central. Calgary at 13-5, and five, third in the West. UBC Okanagan at 8-8, eight and eight, and the fourth-place team in the East Manitoba. With more on their hopes of chasing a conference title, I caught up with fifth-year student Daniel Thiessen earlier today. So the playoffs begin tomorrow night. Uh, how is, exciting is it to, to host this pool system tomorrow? Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, this is the first time I've been able to host in, in my career, so we're really excited. How do you feel about your chances? You are the home team, which means that means uh, hypothetically you're the best team here, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So the best record, Calgary would actually have the best record, uh, but they finished second in their pool, so they're coming here. Um, that said, yeah, we, we love our chances. Uh, I think we have our best games ahead of us still. How would you describe how the season has gone for your club? Um, it's been it's been interesting. We've had a lot of a lot of splits. Um, obviously, our division has been really close uh, and had a lot of fun games. Um, yeah, it's been competitive kind of every weekend uh, which has been good um i think for us the challenge is going to be oh, most of our losses came on the first night and then we kind of regrouped and um did better on the second night so for us here we got to put it all together uh right away because we don't have a second shot at any of these teams you had a couple sweeps in the season you're right mm-hmm. everything else was a split you never got swept though so that's good yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah like i said i think we were really good at um, kind of looking at the film from what happened the first night, making adjustments. But uh, yeah, we'll need to do that right off the bat or or after the first set of a game. Kind of, if it doesn't go so well, we're going to need to regroup and figure that out right away. 
Well, that's the thing about, uh, you know, once it's the playoffs, you, you don't have that second game to, to rally, right? It, you have to rally after a set or two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but it also makes it a lot more exciting, kind of only having that that one game. So you mentioned being able to do this at home. How comforting is it knowing that if things aren't going well or things are going well, you're in a the environment where you can just go home at night? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's definitely a lot easier than going to back to a hotel and sleeping in a hotel bed and even just leading up to the game. It's It's tough in another city with like i don't know just un- unfamiliar uh like being in an unfamiliar environment and yeah in, in a hotel room all day it's it's not the same as being at home so this uh season you reached a pretty big milestone first westman player to record 1100 kills in a career when you hear a number like that is that something you were going for at any point or did it just happen uh, it definitely just happened. Um, I mean, coming into the program, I could have never dreamed that, um, I'd end up as the kill leader. I mean, yeah, something that I had never even thought of is just kind of every day in practice, go, go in there, put in the work and then every game try to win. So, uh, definitely never been a focus of mine, but still pretty cool to reach that milestone. And also your teammate was named the conference player of the week this year tell me more about Darian Picklick and what he's been able to do this year with his digging oh Oh, man yeah um seeing him get that award it's all of us kind of felt like it's about time that he gets some recognition because he has been one of the top libs in the country if not the best lib in the country for the past two three years so um yeah awesome to see him win that award uh it's it's just uh, great to get to go against him in practice him and I are always giving each other a hard time when he digs me or when he he misses a dig on me we're always letting each other know so uh it's been so much fun playing with him how much does it help you practicing against someone like him oh it's it's great um yeah there's some shots that that I'll hit in practice that he'll dig routinely uh and then in a game i'll hit the same shot and it'll score and i'm like oh interesting like that's that's cool that that shot actually works when i'm not playing against darian (laughs) so do you in a year like this where you're only playing three other teams brandon saskatchewan and manitoba do you pay attention to what's been happening in the other divisions for scouting purposes come this week where you're going to be playing teams from other divisions for the first time Mm -hmm. um yeah, throughout the season, didn't pay a whole lot of attention because it didn't really matter until now that we've actually, we actually see who we're playing against. Now we're watching film on them, scouting, doing all that, all that preparation. But during the season, I didn't really focus too much on those other divisions. So, uh, have you had to now in the last week? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, looking at uh, Calgary is obviously a really good team, so that's who we've been looking at uh, a lot. They have great opposite uh hamish hazelden who's been tearing it up this year so he's been really good um ubco as well obviously been looking at them too uh they're the game we play the second night um they haven't been good in the past couple years and then this season they've been putting it together they've again great players on that team as well so um yeah just been trying to figure out how we're gonna attack them so the playoffs begin with a matchup with the bisons tomorrow night do you like getting out of the gates against a rival for sure, yeah. It's always fun playing the Bisons. Um, we're great friends with a lot of the guys on that team. Um, I actually coach with uh, one of their captain, 
captains Owen Schwartz, him and I are coaching tonight. So, um, I, I mean, we'll, we won't be sharing any of our game plan against each other, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's great fun playing against those guys. Now I'm sure you're pals with him, but is there going to be maybe just a, a touch more frostiness than usual tonight? Will it be a little bit awkward? Uh, I, I don't think so. I, I think both of us understand that, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like volleyball, volleyball is a game um, and we're going to bring everything on the court, but off the court, still good friends. I mean, he's a great guy. So, um, I mean, I mean, we'll see. Maybe he won't talk to me tonight, but, <laughs> but I can't see that happening. <laughs> well, if you're coaching, you kind of have to communicate, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure you're not thinking, you know, as, as a fifth year player right now, thinking back on your career because you still got games left here and you're hoping that it's more than just week this weekend, at least get another weekend and we'll see how the playoffs go for the Westman. But mm-hmm. is it nice to, to finish off your career with home games here in the playoffs and the feeling of, hey, you know what? Why don't we just go on a run here? Why not? <laughs> Yeah, I have not at all thought about this being my last weekend. Um, <laughs> that thought hasn't crossed my mind at all. So, um, yeah, I, it's definitely a great place to start a playoff run, though, uh, in front of friends and family here. And the fact that the national championship is in the city, it's at the U of M, so you don't get an automatic bid. you got to work really hard to get there, unlike the Bisons mm-hmm. who are in no matter what. Right. Is that a, a pretty big carrot to, to be able to get to that? For sure, yeah. Yeah, again, like if if we make nationals like we get all the advantages that u of m has i mean we're used to that gym we played in that gym gym a lot so um yeah definitely uh definitely something to look forward to if we make nationals well daniel thanks for your time tonight appreciate this and uh, best of luck this weekend and hopefully it's not your last yeah thanks a lot well thank you very much for listening to the cjob sports show podcast if you like what you heard guess what you can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to win.